about the sermon. And I think we've already seen it. I can't believe what's been happening this week. Everything this week has lined up exactly what we're going to talk about today. When Katrina would see prophetically in the midst of the chorus, and she would say, seen by faith. What you're doing is when you're seeking something over and over and over, you're saying, though I don't feel it, though I don't see it, though I don't look at the things seen, I look at the things unseen. Because that's the world that we live in. That's exactly what it is to follow Jesus. Man, don't you tell I got a word for you. And it's not because of the game, because the game is the exact picture of Galatians 6. And it's so crazy when things happen, but things in Scripture tell you before it's going to happen. So God has to open our eyes to see those things. Or otherwise, we just think things happen because of our abilities. That's what's happening in our lives today. There's a word today for everybody in this room, because I don't care whether you don't believe in Jesus or whether you're following Him with everything you've got. I know somebody we need to break through today. Because every time we live in this world, it goes against everything that Scripture talks about. So if you and I are trying to follow Jesus, it's more than just swimming upstream. Because it's a bad analogy. Why? Because the analogy is in the natural. What I'm trying to say is, is that when we follow Jesus, that's supernatural. And so natural things come against us in the world. People don't like you because you love Jesus. People don't talk about you because you love Jesus. People aren't going to agree with you in your finances about Jesus. They're not going to agree with you in the stance that you take for Jesus. Or how you raise your family. Or how you date. Or how you talk to people. They're not going to agree with that. But the Bible is clear that our struggle is not against flesh and what somebody. So it's not just against natural. That's why the analogy breaks down. We're not fighting natural. We are seeing the manifestation of the natural. But we're fighting in the supernatural. How about show that video? Uh, Gary, I'll, I'll kind of talk this through so it's not awkward for me. But maybe this video will kind of show you a little bit.
God shows up, he takes away all conflict because he nailed it to the cross. I promise you. So there's a, there's a, there's a third way to live life. You can go with the world, or you can try and go against the world, or you can just say, back the world, I'm going to go with Jesus. Amen. I'm going to go, because I'm bathed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to go. And so there's a book I'm going to live by, and there's a thing we're going to live by, and we're going to follow it. But I'm going to tell you something. What's going to happen is that Satan wants to attack your faith so that you and I grow weary. But the Bible says something about weariness. Right. And see, that's why yesterday's game was so important, I'm trying to. Lay that to the team on Friday night. But sometimes I think what I'm gonna have to do, Lord, I'm just gonna ask you, will you just let me? Will you give me permission and tell me what's gonna happen for the game so I can tell them prophetically? So when it does happen, they won't look at me, but they'll say, God is among us. Because it can't get clear. I was with somebody after the team chapter on Friday, Coach Chapel, for a while. God is working in this man's life. And it just so happened that God used him powerfully. It's not by It's not by But if you think following Jesus is going to be easy, you got, you're barking up the wrong tree, somebody. It's easy to be saved, but it ain't easy to follow. That's why Jesus said, deny yourself. Problem is, I can't be selfish and follow Jesus. Because God says, I won't have two gods. Because there's only going to be one God, and it's going to be. So, John, you might as well step off the throne. Because every time you get on the throne, you jack everything up anyway. And so now what's going to happen is, and so now I'm going to deny myself, and i got to take up my cross. It means I am going to now carry somebody else's burden so they can be set free. Because I'm set free. Because I don't have to carry my cross. My cross is a picture for somebody else's burden to be set free. What's what I'm saying in Galatians chapter 6. Somebody, y'all better shout me down today, but I'm gonna shout myself. We're with That's why I love you. I need you. Galatians 6, 1 through 10. Check this stuff out. It was this, the word of God. It isn't amazing. Coach John, this is what's amazing. Let me just talk to you for a moment. I'm just gonna go ahead because he refamilies when you do this, right? We've been together for 11 years. See, what's amazing is that God had planned this sermon long before the, when the season was ever planned. See, we've been going through this whole path, well, tribulation. We've been doing this, but it just so happened that it was timed perfectly with Coastal because it took everything that we had, it took against all odds to win. You see, when Coastal, I told him on Friday night, Coastal Carolina has over a $25 million budget. They're ranked 112 in the country of all schools. 25. Let me put it into perspective. North Dakota State is like 123. Their budget, their budget is almost $26 million in athletic budget. And Charleston Southern's athletic budget, I think the budget, I'm not saying the revenue, but the budget was about eight and a half million. Now listen, somebody, that's called one third. And I told the team this, and I told them Friday night, and I'm going to tell you this. The reason why God puts David up against Goliath is not so that David can be seen, but that God can be seen. Because God don't need man's budget. All he needs is a heart that's fully committed to him. God will do much with little when God is much in it. I'm telling you. And the reason why the game was won was so, is God dead? No, he's not. Because God can, if God can work through small budgets, what he says he can work through anybody. We just got to be willing to do it. That's what I told the people Friday night. And I want you to know that there's a God bigger than your finances. And there's a God bigger than what you say about 
sin. You who live by the Spirit. See, we were talking about that last week. We talked about living by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit. Living by the Spirit is that we have come alive to the things of God. We see things totally different. We don't look at life when somebody's barking at me. We don't look at that person barking at me. We look and say, God, how do you want me to respond in the midst of that person barking so that they might see Jesus and not see my anger? See, God puts us in places that are very tough. And that's why Coach Chapel, he sent you. And that's why when I was in the middle of passion in Atlanta, and I got that phone call, I walked right out that door, and I picked up the phone, and I called Tam over. I said, Tam, get so awesome on the phone right now. And when you were getting ready to be introduced, and you and I were having a little conversation back away, I remember exactly what I said to you. I said, God called you here, and I step up, let's do it. And I want to remind every one of us that God's called us here for a reason. And it's time to step up. So we live in the Spirit, now we walk in the Spirit. That is, we may be alive to see God and to live by Him. Now the Spirit says, now will you walk with me? Because when you walk with me, I will send you in an $8 million budget to go against a $25 million budget. Mm -hmm. That's what I said to him about now. You asked me. So God can be seen. Does God care about the game? You better believe it. Why? Because he says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God. So if eating and drinking brings glory to God, how come a game can't bring glory to God? I mean, it's what you put your hands to. You go for the Lord. Verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Someone has got to carry the cross. Jesus, who had no sin, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. So he carried my cross. That was my cross on his back. So when we carry our cross, we're carrying somebody else to help somebody else. By the way, let me just read this passage to you again. Carry one or each other's words. It didn't say fix each other's words because you and I can't fix it. So mamas and daddies in the room, we can't fix children. Children, you can't fix your parents. Children, you can't fix what happened to you because there's only one person's name who can fix it, and his name is Jesus. It's our job to carry it. It's God's job to be the healer. Okay, here we go. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Oh, no man nothing but to love him. Horizontal Jesus. That's our next series coming up, Lord willing. The heart of horizontal Jesus. This side. Vertical, horizontal, hands and feet of Jesus. Vertical, what we're doing right now, we're worshiping Him. This is the vertical cross. We're worshiping Him. But what we do, and how we respond to each other, and how we live out, and what we do, and how we care for one another, and help fight against injustice, and stop the brokenness, the horizontal, the horizontal, the horizontal Jesus. That's when people see Jesus. Because they ain't reading the Bible. Half the Christians don't even read the Bible. Well, If anyone thinks they are something, they are not. He didn't say if anyone thinks you're something, well, you might be. I love Paul. He just puts it right out there. The Holy Spirit says, if any John, if you think you're something, you are nothing, Jeroni. Well, that was John's version or the Rock's version. You can do whatever you want. If anyone thinks they're something when they are not, they deceive themselves. 
We are not to be believers of deception. We are to be believers of truth. Jesus said, I am the way and the what? So we're not going to be deceived. We're not walking around thinking we're anything. We sit in the back of the room so people call us to the front of the room. Why? Because the world sees kindness for weakness, but God sees it as holiness and humility. And by the way, when God says he opposes the proud, he gives grace to the humble, he will exalt the humble in due time. So therefore, I'd rather be humble and have God lift me up than try to sit in the front and let man lift me up. Now, I don't need to drive around in a big old fancy car and got a broken down home. I don't need to look the part. I want to follow the one who decided to walk. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone. It's okay, it's okay to say, God, I did, I did exactly what you wanted me to do. Jesus said, I didn't lose one of them, God. He said, if you want to have pride in yourself, that's fine, and you should. Christians should try to look the best they can. We try to act the best we can. We try to work the hardest we can. We should take pride in what we do. Anybody says pride is wrong, it's pride is wrong when it's taken out of context. Pride is wrong when it's taken out of biblical scripture. But it's okay, it says, it says they then they can take pride. He said you can't have pride in yourself. The problem is people think humility means you've got to be ugly. I didn't say react ugly, I'm saying we humility meant when we got to walk around all broken up and not have anything or do anything like that. that. Listen, that's not what God is saying. If you're going to play a sport, you better play it with everything you got. If you're going to walk with Jesus, you better do it with everything you got. If you're going to be a parent, you better do it with everything you got. And if I'm going to get up here and preach, I'm just right now, you know, here's the worship board on this campus. You ready, J.D.? Because you're going to be preaching something. I love this man, God. I'm going to tell you something, J.D. Here's you know, the worship board on this campus. <coughs> and listen, I know because I teach in, in, in Christian studies. I've been an admin for 13 years. Listen, I love people. But I know there's no student who's greater than this teacher. So if a teacher cares, then the student's going to, well, anyway. So what I'm saying, you know, the worst support is it's not over contemporary music and all this stuff. You know what the worst support is? You know what the worst support is? It's over emotion. So people accuse me, well, you John, you just make people emotional. Listen, I want to tell you something. I don't preach from emotion. I preach from conviction. Mm. I'm going to tell you this. When the Lord gets a hold of me, he gets a hold of all of me. And I'm going to express myself with emotion. Emotion isn't bad. If I'm coming from emotion, that's wrong. When I, when I bring emotion, when I let the Holy Spirit just come out of me, listen, if I gave everything I had for Satan, don't you think I'm going to give everything I have for Jesus? If I'm going to get hyped for Satan, if I'm going to get hyped and go wild and for Satan, I am going to go wild for Jesus. I made up my mind a long time ago. I have decided to follow Jesus because he chose me. And so here's what I'm going to do. So then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load, right? Because I can't help your load unless I got my load fixed. And the only way I can get my load fixed is surrendering it to Jesus Christ who can carry everything. Because the Bible says the government will be on his shoulders. So what's my little load on some big, broad shoulders? Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the Word should share all good things with their instructor. That means I get a pay raise. Just kidding. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. You know how I know when somebody's got pride? Because they put everybody else down. When you're around somebody and all they do is put somebody else down, they got too much pride. Because you see, when you, when you don't have any pride, all you can do is look to the one that you get all your identity from, and that's Jesus. 
going through the smoke. We've been going through the smoke for months. And God just happened to systematically show it in a day because he's saying if you don't grow weary, guess what? You will win. It might take some overtime. And it might take some injuries. And it might take some tough times. But here's what I know about Jesus. We will win because he already has. So what I'm saying is, is that when we follow Jesus, when we follow Jesus, we're sowing spiritual things into dead things. We're sowing spiritual things into dead things. When somebody speaks death, it's like a death of the power of the tongue. Somebody cuts you out, you speak spirit, right? You speak spiritual things. You bless those who? Uh-huh. Come on, somebody. Bless them and not curse, right? What the Bible says? So what happens is we sow spirit things into dead things, and all of a sudden, the spirit raises dead things to life. Thank you. 
speaking to us today about weariness. And the reason why, he says, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I want to give you a word today. Here's what that means. The reason why is when we follow Jesus, we walk by. I didn't hear you. We walk by. And not by. So therefore, I'm always looking up. I'm not looking at. That's a tweet. I don't look at my opponent. I look at my Lord. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author of the world, our faith for the choice of performing the cross and spot check. What was Jesus doing when he was given to face the cross? He was focusing on earth. Everything was God. And the closer he got to the cross, the greater the miracles we saw. Come on, I know I'm telling the truth. Because here's what's going to happen. Listen to me, everybody in this room, we follow Jesus. Here's what's going to happen. He said, John Piper said, faith has an insatiable appetite for experiencing as much of God's grace as possible. When we live by faith, God is going to put us in situations that demand great faith. Faith is always going to drive you to have more faith. Why? Because when we get in places that require if God shows up, if he didn't show up, we're dead. That's called his highway of holiness, and it's a place of his grace full of love. God, who loves us, who loves us more than we ever since felt or imagined. When you and I are in a place where only God can show up when we're done, here's what happens. It is by God's great grace that he's going to show up, and he's going to show up at the right time. Look, you go, I know I'm talking to somebody. Let's just sit six nine. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper what, saints? I didn't hear you. At the proper what? Now let's talk about time. Woo, this is good. I'm getting I'm excited. That's my whole good thing to do. I was just in the point where some of you won't be. Because there's going to be a point. 
because God's been doing something great. Here's, I had a lady stop me yesterday. She was in Camp Bob Cooper. Some of these, I'm going to tell you, we got some students here that outlawed Jesus Christ for pregnancy seven year olds. I know what I'm talking about. They've got more heart for service than some of those people. This woman, she stopped. You can ask my wife. My wife's name is Lynette. She's down there helping them kids, getting beat up like this all. <laughs> she stopped and she said, I have never seen. He's one of the most amazing people. Jake, she talks about you because you were with herself. These people were amazed. And then she went on said, talking about how you were the central key figure that everybody seemed to be connected to you. And I'm trying to prophetically speak in your life that you're one of the most anointed people I've seen with you. But see, there's an appointed season. And see, you what happens in our lives, we want to make, we want to take our time and determine our season. But God says, oh no, no, no. He says, you my season will determine your time. Let me explain. If my season is coming down in three years where I'm supposed to be, then my time right now is to build my faith. But what we want to do with our time right now is we want to take our time to make our new season. We want to take our time to build our own path. But it's at that point in time. What I'm trying to say through all this is that this is how God shows himself. When Christians believe that Jesus is the overcomer, and if we don't live in what's going on around us, we keep speaking life when there's death, because we believe in the God of the resurrection. God will always protect us places of death. Always a cross is a symbol of death. He will take us to places where we are about to die emotionally, where we just can't take it anymore, then all of a sudden, the God of the universe will show up and give a breakthrough like we've never seen in a breakthrough. I am telling you, God will split the heavens if he told Jesus. But this is a passage that he calls him, and there's some things that make us weird. Can I just, we don't have time this morning. I don't have time. There's some things that make us weird. Look at verse 1. Let's go back. See, the whole passage, Hebrews on verse 9, the whole parenthesis, he's saying, he's on verse 9, but look at verse 1. Here's some things that make us weird. Ready, brothers and sisters? If someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. One of the things that causes us weirdness is we think we're not capable of being restored. That is, we sin and we go, well, it's just, you know what, there's just no hope. There's no hope in this relationship. There's no hope in my family. There's no hope in this situation. There's no hope. I can't change craziness above me. I can't trace the leadership that's above me. We think there's no restoration. And God says there's going to be restoration. And he's going to send these believers to come alongside people. And when I'm talking to someone, to come alongside people and stand shoulder to shoulder. Why? To help us walk through. Let me tell you, I know. Come here, Eric. You're very strong. Come here. Prince of the you look, you're looking good today, too. Prince of the Prince of the that's all I can say about you. Yeah. Um, this is really good, y'all. I'm not going to use myself because I've got a weight problem. Um, Josh, no. I'm talking to myself. No, I can survive. Lucas, you don't care. Come here. I love Lucas. I was just with his brother yesterday. You, his brother is more wild than him. Y'all can pray that family. 
His mom and dad, sweet Jesus on the stick. I don't know what to say. His mother is a professor at the University of South Carolina. She teaches what elementary ed? Elementary ed, she's a professor at South Carolina, and he's here just to mention to see it. His dad is an amazing man of God. All right, so here's what here's what Kim wants to know. Let me get you in a minute. Come on. All right, here we go. That hat. I just don't know what that hat. All right, so can y'all can y'all walk on this? This is going to be a test of strength here for you two. For you, well, just take a ride. Yeah, let's go towards the middle.
might have a best friend that has your next job. So that's one way of going through. Let's look at it back then. I can never be restored. Let's look at this. Another one. Let's go quickly. Verse 3. If anyone thinks there's something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each man should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. Here's my point. My point is what causes where is pride. Why do I need God? Jennifer has it. I don't have it. And I'm doing better than she is with you. Pride. That's a pride state. Pride. As if God owes me something for me following him. I'm following in response to what he did for me, not what he's going to do for me. Pride will make us grow weary right now. Pride, pride, pride. But it's all about pride. You know how you tell when somebody, I told you when somebody's problem, they put others down and all they talk about it themselves. That will ruin it. It, 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 it. it does things to us. It kills us. Comparison. We live in this place of comparison. We live in this place of, ter- of testing ourselves against one another. Why does that come to you? Why does that play get this? Why does that person? Why did he get this? Why did she get that? Why did they get that great? Why? I studied this hard. Listen, there's an appointed season for everybody. God wrote us a promise and it's universal. It's for everybody in Galatians 6 9. There is an appointed kairos. There's an appointed season. And just because it's not your season doesn't mean that he's not God. He's not in our chronos. But he is stepping into our chronos soon. And he will bring the breakthrough. So you're being free from being tested. Free from comparison. Because faith is going to take us. Look at, and here's another, here's another thing that causes weariness. Look at verse 6. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction, well, let me back up to verse 5. Let me say this about pride. I believe the Spirit wants me to say this. For each one should carry their own load. When somebody's selfish, they want you to carry their load. Because they're lazy. Christians can't be lazy. What else? What else destroys weariness? So we got, I can never be restored. Pride. And here's one other thing. Selfishness. Another thing in spirit. Look at verse 6. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. What it means is, is that Christians are people that give. And even if we're in a place, we're in a place where we don't have much, where the Bible is, and there's, it's replete with places that talk about where people didn't have much, yet they gave the most. I'll give you an example. A widow who gave all she had. She gave her two little mites, but Jesus was so impressed. He said, she's giving more than the rich man. Why? Because she is depending upon God for everything, and he's depending upon God for his surplus. I want to be a place where I depend on God for everything. God doesn't get 10%. He has all 100. He just lets me keep 90. Verse 7, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Man leaves what he sows. Whoever sows to please the flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, the Spirit will lead eternal life. And so we leave with the application about not going weary because God has been promised and God is not a liar and He will give you what you need in your appointed season, in your titles. And so you're looking, God, why are you not doing it on my time? Because it's not your season. King David was king for a couple of years before he ever publicly became king. 
there's always a season of preparation before there's a season of appointment. So God has promised us something here, and he wants us to sow in the spirit. And so today, we have a chance to believe God for a breakthrough when there seems there's going to be a breakthrough. Now, for, 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 the, for the players and coaches that were there Friday night, I want you to show them what I showed y'all Friday night, and I'm going to show you a true story by Tony Evans. This, ha this happened a couple years ago in Williams Bryce Stadium. That's the football stadium at the University of South Carolina. But you're going to be able to see a true story because here's what happened. God has a promise. Don't grow weary. Don't think that God can't restore whatever's been broken in your life. Don't think for a moment that you're not worthy, that people will not love you. Don't think for a moment that I can't be a giver because I have nothing. And don't think for a moment that I'm better than what I am. I've got to just lay those things to just bring weariness to my hand, to bring weariness to my soul, and bring weariness to my body, and I've got to lay those at the feet of Jesus, and I've got to start trusting Him for who He says He is, not the situation that I'm in. Because to Him, and it's finished. To me, I'm trying to sit where I'm going. So now we're going to see this video of what God can do when the people of God believe.
just going to get us to the very places that we have to go. Lord, why has this football season been a challenge in so many ways? Because it is about the name of Jesus. You chose a head coach that was following you. You chose a head coach's wife that was following you. You chose a family that was following you. And so if you chose them, then everybody else has got to walk through a season of faith. But let us not grow weary. Is there anybody in this room, Lord, who is weary? If they're weary, let them come to the one who gives food without cost, who gives milk without cost. Let them come to the one who can freely and abundantly give more than we can ask or imagine.
pray that your people are prophesying. I pray that your people are doing what's right upon 